Nice to finally uh, connect. We should yeah. have been doing this. I've been trying to, you know, we have, I think we've talked, we probably could talk about this on the show. We've talked about bringing you on so many times and, you know, this yeah. is that. So we, you finally here. I'm ready to uh, chop it up. Yo, welcome to Beers and Bars. Your place for rapid fire hip hop discussion and of course, great beer. I'm Kamal Kiddo. OT the Golden Child. Thank y'all for checking out last week's episode. Uh, we appreciate everybody that's been rocking with us. Uh, you know yes, what I'm yes. saying? Uh, make sure that once again, as we always say, make sure you follow us everywhere at Beers and Bars. That being Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, Apple Podcasts, obviously Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts at. And you can watch us on uh, YouTube as well. So, yes, 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 yes. Um, before we go any further, we have a guest today. We do. Finally on the show. This is, uh, I feel <laughs> Finally, like... Finally, long, long time coming. Like, yeah. yeah. We can let her introduce herself. So, you you go ahead. Yeah, it's like I we know each other, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Mickey Bryan. I'm the founder uh, and president of uh, Black and Blue Chicago Incorporated. Uh, it is, uh, we started here in Chicago, but we have two chapters uh, in Ohio and one chapter in Delaware. We have Black Blue Cleveland, Black Blue Youngstown, and Black Blue Delaware. So we are an organization, nonprofit organization, um, that uh, we promote diversity by way of community outreach, education, and in employment opportunities. So we work with um, people in the community and educate people in the community to introduce new demographics to craft beer and in the industry as a whole. Nice. That's what's up. Nice. Yo, this feels like an important one. I know. This (laughs) feels like an important one. Um, What we, what we, what we drinking y'all? What we drinking? What we got going on? You know what? Um, Let's do it like this. Uh, Me and Kamal always going first on the show. So, you know what, today let's, let's be, you know, let's be, uh, let's do something different. Let's go to our guests and right. let's tell us what you are drinking today. Okay. So like I say, I always like to support black and craft whenever I can. This is a La Renaissance du Monde. My, is my light messing this up? Uh, you can see it. But anyways, it is um, uh, a Harlem style triple L 8.5 ABV. It is a collaboration between fourth City Brewing, Four City Brewing in uh, Orange, New Jersey, Harlem Hops, um, Harlem Blues, and Vinyl Crown. Now, I'm assuming because of this beautiful art, if you can see all that nice art, look like the good times art, one of them must be the, the artist. But anyways, just uh, celebrating and always supporting Black and Craft. That's nice. What's up. That is what's up. Um, are you... Are you personally familiar with the crew that that um, put that beer together by by chance? No, um, I, just okay. like you, I, I you know chat back and forth with like mm. uh, Fourth City Brewing before because my brother lives in West Orange, and when I thought I was going to be going there to visit, I I said I'm going to hook this up. So we just chatted a little bit, okay. um, not necessarily know them at all, but support them just because it's black owned. Now, and good did, and good beer. And this this beer is actually really good. Now, did you get that in Chicago? No, actually, um, someone that lives in Philly. Got you. Very cool. Okay, so I would have to try to 
finagle my way to get Come that. Come on, trying to find out how oh, you yeah. get the beer, basically. Oh, yeah. You, you yeah. can get it. You, you can get it. Trust me. I get people. Yeah. You can definitely get it. So. For sure. For sure. For sure. You can get um, it. That's what's o- up. OT, you yeah, want to? I'll go, man. So if you've been listening to the past couple episodes I've, I've been talking about and shout out my wife so much, man, she's become very interested. She's not a beer person, but she is, for whatever reason, you know, infatuated with getting me beer from all across the country. She is, uh, she does the Tavor app or whatever that you can order. Oh, that's yeah. what's up. So I have this uh, Imperial Sour Ale called Fruit Stripes here from Magnified Brewing Company, which is in New Jersey. Uh, this joint is coming in at 8% ABV. And I'm going with a sour on the show that so so that people can stop ridiculing me for drinking too many IPAs. Oh, you're the IPA man. Yeah, I go by. I am <laughs> trying to coin my term. I am a basic bitch IPA guy. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so I got a sour on the show today. You know, so y'all can go all and right. get off me. You Leave went me all the way extreme. Leave me yeah. alone. Yeah. So right, it's not. It's not. Uh, I would say is that's. I like that color though. Oh, that, like colors. that color. Yeah, I was looking at that. A beautiful like that. color. Yeah. Um, and I'm. I'm definitely. I got a couple sours in the fridge here that uh. I'm, I've been. I've been enjoying my little sour trip lately. I have kind of dialed back on my. You know. Yeah, Kamal. I know you a sour. I know you into your sours. I know Kamal. I mean, so, I mean, so Kamal, you into sours? I'm having a sour today, as a matter of fact. Okay. As we go to Kamal, this is very. The, the aromas and whatnot is popping, you know what I'm saying? It's just like yeah, yeah. Right, right in the nose on this joint, you know. Um, I'm digging this joint. Let me let me take a take a sip. I've never had this before, so this is my oh, first time. Okay. It's pretty good, man. It has that. I'm a, uh, you've never had that. I feel like I've seen I, that can. I've definitely it, seen this can on Instagram. Yeah. I've seen that can on Instagram. Is it more tart or is it like It's very sour? tart at the end. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. At the end, it's like, woo, like it really, what are those candies? Those, um. Yeah, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. The sweet tarts. It kind of gives me like a sweet tart feeling, you like know? That, yeah, yeah. It, it, like you already expecting it to be something, but then it just pops at the end. Oh, yeah, like at the front, it's like a little bit sweet, but at the end, it's like, oh, no, I'm tart, baby. It's like, yeah, it. it's like, yeah, don't play with me like that. <laughs> exactly. Come on, what you got, man? <laughs> All right, so today I got one from Pollyanna uh, Brewing Company here in Lamont, okay. Illinois. Lamont, Illinois. This is a mang- this is mango allure. Let me get okay. my, my, my joint right. This is mango allure. This is a Berliner style Weiss ale. Weiss, okay. Weiss, 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 Berliner style Weiss ale. Um, I say it's a sour because most of these are normally kind of sour in taste. Um, uh, the ABV is, uh, 4.6, a real chill, chill situation this evening. Um, this is an ale fermented with mango, mm-hmm. uh, um, alluring tart and fruity. This sour wheat beer is loaded with mango, enhancing its already magnetic seductiveness, enchantingly light in body and effervescent. We soured this Verliner style Weiss ale with lactobacillus. Lactobacillus. Okay. Man, they they get real, real technical. Yeah, they get too technical. In the kettle. 
That's when it gets Before adding mounds of our favorite royal fruit, refreshing and easy drinking, this beer is perfect for those days when even the sun could use a fan. Just because that's a, a wheat beer, it, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in what you, what it like a wheat sour whatever you're gonna get. Something. Shout out to Revolution! Yeah. Shout out to Revolution! Oh, I'm using my League of Heroes cup today. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's your heroes. Let's see. Yeah. The the first time I've I think the first time I ever had a Berlin and Weiss was at um come on what's the place we've been to um they they're not there anymore it's on it's in this on the south side. Um, it's not Argus. It's not Argus. It's earlier. It's it's at the beginning. I'm a, I'm a West Sider, so I don't really know much. Um, come on, it's on the tip of my tongue, man. Bader 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 Bra. Oh, Bader Bra. Bader Bra. Yeah, that were on 21st. So the new Moody Tongue is in there. Oh wow! Yeah, they, they, they really? Oh, it's nice. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, that's nice and golden. It's nice and clear. Yeah. Ooh, look at that pour, though. That, that, no head. Shit, that almost <laughs> looks like a dog on lager. It does look like a lager, like a like a for <laughs> real, like a just a refreshing, clean, crisp lager. Yeah, it is. It's refreshing too. Yeah, it it's is? not real sour. It, I didn't think um, so because it was it was a Berliner. Yeah, I didn't. Think yeah, it's so. not real sour. It's 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 That's definitely cool. crushable. I can definitely have more I than would, one. I'd probably try that one. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. I like to play with my palate, so I just, you know, I try some stuff, but I'm, you know, I usually go to Belgian, I am a Belgian triple, uh, I like, I like a German, like the Doppelbox. Um, yeah. Uh, man. Would you say that's your favorite style, probably? Yes, like I was, I would say Belgian triples and uh, Doppelbox are my favorite, too. Um, so, I'm trying to, uh, we had my homie, um, Black Bearded Nerd on, uh, Ren, recently, he has a uh, YouTube, Instagram joint. He he is into triple uh, Belgian style L's as well. Mm -hmm. I'm not really into them, so I started out with the more known Belgian, which is uh, Le Fin du Monde. I had a couple. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. So. Oh yeah. I, I drink all of those, like Le Fin du Monde. Um, you a leaf. Um, mm -hmm. the uh, I I like Delirium. Um, you know, I like a lot of Western European yeah, yeah. beers. Like I I'm a Kolsch person. Um. You know, I, I play around with my palate, but any day you'll find some uh, lagers or some kolsches in, in my fridge. It, you know, I like to have some stuff that's crushable, then I have some stuff that just crushes you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, so I play around with it. With that in mind, um, let's start there. What um, got you into beer and specifically craft beer? Why craft mm -hmm. beer? Why an interest in that? Yeah. So, okay. So I, I'm going to age myself, but anyways, um, when I was a kid, when I was younger, like growing up or whatever in the eighties, um, my, the, the beers were old English. Right. And me and my brother drank old English 800. They had 211. I just didn't do the 211, but, um, we would be drinking that. But what's so funny is when we were talking about music and it makes you remind you of somebody, my uncle who was Miller high life, he could have been Miller High Life's doggone uh, representative. He the was champagne a, and beer. Champagne and beer. He was a huge funkadelic <laughs> uh, fan. I mean, listen, so he passed away during COVID. And mm. I mean, so anyways, he's the one that got me into beer. Like when I was 16, 17 years old, he would be telling me and my brother, you know, uh, this is just water. You know, he would like bologna sandwiches and freaking Miller's High Life, right? And he was like, oh, this is nothing but water. He would say, and I'm li literally, if we went somewhere and they did not have Miller High Life, he did not drink it. He, he didn't wow. drink anything. 
So I started drinking that and I, I, I stayed with beer. Um, I kept drinking beer, you know, I'm a bourbon person too, but um, started drinking beer, went to college, you know, we thought Little Kings was an upgrade. And so then I just started drinking um, Coors Light, different things. So I had transferred from the Midwest, I'm from Ohio, and I've been back and forth from Chicago for forever and I finally got to stay here. Um, and one of my neighbors, I, I had this, what is it, Mickey's Big Mouth, like the Mickey's Big Mouth, and he was like, why are you drinking that shit beer, you know, I was Mickey, like, yeah, 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 I'm thinking like, what you talking about, I'm coming from Old English, like, this right, right, not. right, you know, I'm like, <laughs> plus it's only the chaser, you know, it's like some liquor over here, and he, he but, but you know, the thing about him was, he followed it up with action, he said, taste this, and he gave me uh, it was literally a black Kolsch, believe it or not. It was by um, St. Arnold's Brewery. There's only two breweries in uh, Houston at that time. It was St. Arnold's and Carbock. Mm -hmm. So he gave me a little taste of it. I went on about my business or what have you. Then I went, you know, to work and I was telling my coworker. And she was like, oh, yeah. She's like, this is craft beer. And her husband happened to work in advertising with the Houston Chronicle. And she said, well, why don't you come with us to a craft beer festival? Mm. Well, of course, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just running around drinking, right. you know, walking all around. She was like, pace yourself. So that's one thing led to the other. And my first real craft beer that I had the whole can was, uh, it was called uh, uh, Carbock Hopadillo. Mm. And it, it wasn't, it was nothing. Okay, so I have to say, OT, I was yeah, an IPA person too, because yeah. Carbock is a IPA, but it's to me, it's more like an English IPA. It has, it's more piney, it's more, you know, it's more woodsy. Yeah. Uh, it has more of that close to amber color than all of this we, we have now. Mm -hmm. And actually, when I go, my father still lives in Texas. And um, when I go with some of my friends, it's just like they send me some of this carbuck or I get some of the carbuck. I have to give you some since you're an uh, um, IPA person. Okay. It is it's such a good, it's a really good beer. So that was my first beer. And then I don't think that I intentionally, so this was in 2000. Six. I didn't intentionally go out to say, oh, I like craft beer. My palate started getting more sophisticated. And I mm -hmm. just started noticing over a while, over, over time that this is, I like something different. It was never like, oh yeah. But to me, I will still like my cousins in the hood. When I go home, if they want me to sit and drink a 40 OD with them, I'm not going, I'm going to respect them. And I'm going to have that drink with them. That's because that's my family. And plus I still I'll drink it, you know, I won't go buy right. it half of the time, you know, but um, if my cousin want to drink a, a Miller's or something like that. So I always say, even when I'm teaching class and we're doing different things like that, like um, try it all, you know, just try it all. You're going yeah. to like something, you know what I mean? Um, it, it, just try it. And so um, that's what got me into craft beer is just keep on drinking and drinking and uh, realize that my palate changed. And then that 2010 you know, blow up of craft breweries. Yeah. And now it's just breweries all over the place. But you have to remember a lot of them weren't making good beer. It's just, it's been recently when they had to get competitive and make, start making good beer and really understanding the science of beer um, to up their game. Because some people yeah. just open breweries just because they were home brewers. Um, I think now there are some, some people are getting a little more, you know, better at their craft. And it's, that's why it's like really blowing up and, and getting really good. Yeah. Wow, um, that first that first taste of a craft beer. 
That first taste. Carboc. Hopadillo. Uh, Hopadillo. Carboc. Hopadillo. It was an IPA. And, there we uh, go. And right, that's what I said. I mean, but it was, it's, it's just the best. I've even, and you know what's so funny? There, the recipe could not have changed because every time I just had someone, I went to go visit my father for Father's Day in Dallas and it tastes the same way. Wow. It has the same taste, the same everything. Wow. That, fir that first one. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's that first one. Get you hooked. So, um, what made you say, you know what, I want to make this craft beer thing um, more than just me drinking it and um, kind of develop? Well, let me stop. First of all, uh, let the people know, tell us what is Black and Brew Chicago? What is that? Okay, so Black and Brew Chicago is... Uh, it, it, well, it's Black and Brew Chicago Incorporated now. Um, we are Black and Brew Chicago Incorporated. We are a nonprofit corporation that um, our primary goal is to advocate for equity, diversity, equity, inclusion within the craft beer industry. But what we like to do is introduce new demographics um, to uh, craft beer. There was no space like that really for people. Some people were just, you know, the co-workers going to the craft brewery with you. Um, but I am to get, put a little bit context to it and make it, make it make sense. I'm an instructional designer, right? By trade. So what I do is design training development. My whole job is to think of what you know, what you need to know and give you tools and fill those gaps with uh, tools, skills, learning experiences uh, to help you learn material quickly in a comfortable way. Mm -hmm. um, so within the, the instructional design world, you, we are different theorists, just like how you scientists may be this type of theorist. Well, mm -hmm. we are different therapists and I'm a constructivism theorist, meaning that I like to put together learning material with a whole bunch of different experiences. So I feel like, okay, I want you to go to the brewery. Then I want you to go to a, maybe a brewery, uh, within the brewery. We don't want you to just go in there and sit there we like to draw off the, the, um, the experience and the skills of the people there. So we want you to have a, a, a full tour, but not just a tour, have a tour with a tasting where you're sophisticating your palate, um, where you're getting the history because the owner, we asked the owner to be there. You get the history of the, of the brewery. You get uh, to understand why they chose different styles. So that when you want to go back, and so when people have these different types of experiences, every time you go to different breweries and different things like that, they'll start learning that, oh, these breweries are not the same, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you might have some people say, oh, you know what? I want a Maybach, or I want to get some, I want to go to a nano brewery. Alulu is the best nano brewery in the freaking city, right? Um, shout out Alulu in this. Shout out Alulu. You, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, why would you go anywhere? So you want to go taste some different things. You, um, Dovetail is one of my, I, I can't get, I don't get up there as much office, but they make excellent beer that I like. The Doppelbox, the Kolsch's, the Lagers. The Lagers is popping. Everything they do is, it's like popping and they make it like, you know, uh, in the old kilns, like, you know, that's like New Glarus or what mm. have you. And yeah. they use all the, the glassware. I mean, they give you a real, uh, European experience. That you know, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's just a really good beer. Um, who else has real? A lot of them have a lot of good beer, but I could just say those two: Alulu, Dovetail. Um, they just 
they're they're all the way up there. How, what Bigal Half Acre, yeah. uh, you know what half I mean? Acre. Half Acre. These these places make extremely good beer. Now Oak Park Brewery, he's good uh, is making the the Oktoberfest, the my box, and the people come to taste that that get that experience in, in that that time of the year, like around that time of the year. Mm-hmm. So I like to take people to different places, you know, around uh, the city that they could get a different experience. But it's not just like a meetup. So it's 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 a learning experience. So then, um, what's really to, to to your point of your question is. There were a lot of people, I was in craft beer groups and they were just, you know, too elevated. They were almost snobby uh, people. It was not a safe space for people to come and learn. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, you would hear having people swirling beer all in front of people's faces who had just been there for like two minutes. So I wanted to actually create a safe space where people can learn. And then I started thinking, wait a minute, this, this is bigger than just beer. This is about uh you know there's jobs it's an 88 89 billion dollar industry three percent is black so my Mm. thing was was like hey i want to educate you and and so you guys can see all that opportunities so what i did what i'm doing now we're going to start rolling out in 2022 is i created an entire course um three module course curriculum which includes um diversity it includes um uh scholarships because we'll give out scholarships to help you get to where you need to be but i also included a piece for agriculture so to to encourage more black farming more science more black science um more different things like that so it became it took on a life of its own because it was sort of like my profession and my passion collided and created this um world of craft craft beer you know so that's, That's what amazing. happened. So, so this, so then it's safe to say that in the beginning, are you, did you found, did you found it? Did I you found I'm, I'm, Black and Brew or? Yeah, I am the founder of Black and Brew Chicago, the incorporated, the, the whole so, organization. And it's in other, it's in other cities now. Right. Yes, it's in other cities. So I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't lived there in like 35 years, but still that's my home. You know, we're right, home right. home. And uh, so when I was home, one of my friends was like, well, you know, we want that. She, he was seeing what we were doing there, doing here. And this was just when we were just having the events and stuff at different breweries. Mm. And so then there was another person, uh, Hannah. Uh, she's dope to brand. Um, she lives there in, in Youngstown, but she's friends with my, one of my childhood friends. And so I said, okay, you know, I was, I kept, you know, I didn't think of anything. I was just like, well, why don't y'all just do it? You know, it's just, we're doing it. And they were like, no, we just want it to be the way you're doing it. You know, I guess when you're doing it, you're not looking at the way it can be perceived on the outside. Mm. And so I said, okay, we'll do that. So we had to do the paperwork and everything for that. Um, And when we had the launch, it was fire. It's like people were everywhere. And it was just so many people that wanted to learn and what we do is we offer books like learning material and all of my learning material for my courses are by black authors of black people in craft beer. Nice. So like, it's like the way I'm going to utilize my platform and the way I'm going to create these courses is speakers. Like I have, if I want speakers, I'd be like, Hey, OT, come on. Hey, my speakers are going to be black. I want everybody to see all of this blackness at every mm. level. 
um, within the craft beer industry. So, you know, I wouldn't do anything that anybody else wouldn't do if it, for their own people. So mm-hmm. that's why I said all of my course material, uh, Jim Price, Ducci Cook, Beer Culture, the Atlanta Beer Boutique, uh, Beer Culture, um, and uh, Garrett Oliver, I mean, and, and, and Black Beer Travelers. That's, that's my course material. And we literally gonna have like the class turn to this page so you'll learn what glassware is. Turn to this page so you can understand this. And then we're gonna do um, uh, what are called uh, uh, success paths. Right. So if we get you into a brewery, we don't want the brewery just to take a selfie with you and say you're diverse. We're actually going to follow you on your path. So what we'll do is talk to the the brewery and say, hey, right now, this is what they want to do. They they could come in as a greeter. But within how how long will it take them to become a bar back? How long will it take them to become a social media person? What certifications do they need? so and, and then and so we'll follow that to make sure that it because in order for us to visually see it we have to actually educate and visually be on top of it and just say yeah. hey this is the way you so do it. so that's what we we're going to do on on that end um with the breweries and you know surprisingly enough these breweries are down for it and they just didn't know how to, a lot of them didn't have to know how to outreach to this community um, but on the other end is when, how we're going to support black breweries specifically is if you have a black brewery and you're opening, you know, that's why we do fundraisers. That's why my, um, uh, anniversary, our anniversary is going to be a fundraiser because if a black brewery, they're already struggling to open, right? They, they, they don't get no breaks whatsoever. So you get all the way down, you open your, your brewery, you need some help and you're like, damn, I don't even have enough money to get that that one employee. So yes. Black & Brew Chicago was uh, incorporated, whether you're in Delaware, Ohio, I don't care where you are. If you're in Atlanta, I don't care if you're in wherever, if you're a Black brewery, you say, hey, Mickey, you know, do you have any qualified people that came through your course? Um, and uh, yeah, we do. And as a matter of fact, we'll actually give them a scholarship for a two-month stipend so you don't have to worry about that. Um, now, they ain't going to get no dollars where they're going to be buying houses and cars, right, but, right. but it will be to benefit that Black brewery's effort to open. But like I was telling my one friend, I was telling her that, listen, we have to be Obama ready, like how he was qualified. He, he was almost had to, his resume had to be on point impeccable yeah impeccable right. and so that's what our um uh course will do is to get them up to speed and you know and to so we'll more so be doing like staffing like training development like we will go in and train your staff to be on point um so that's what we're doing with that now because it just took on a life of its own and this is where where it's going and how long have you have you has Black and Brew been going? So I've been doing the events and things since 2016. It didn't I didn't be turning into a, a a business until I realized that it was a business. You yeah. know, in 2018, um, and we had started, you know, just telling people, you know, like my friends were like, oh, just she's gonna be at this brewery. You know, people would just be showing up. And, um, but the thing is, is that nobody was getting an experience. They were just listening to me. And I said, well, you know what? At the end of the day, um, I, I, I would prefer people who own this brewery, who are the brewers, 
who understand this beer, they'd be the ones to do it, you know? And it just, it just turned in one thing and the other, you know, it just, it just turned on a life of its own. People start learning people, when people learn and understand it, they appreciate it. I start getting texts and like, oh, guess where I am, you know, and like showing me beer. And I was like, dang, I feel like the beer pusher, like, <laughs> like uh, but it's been, but it's been working. And, and, and I mean, people, I'm happy that people are learning and they're appreciating it in a comfortable space. So what's one of the biggest, um, I'm going to say success stories of someone that's come through the black and brew course. Okay. So some of them haven't done the course, but some, a lot of them have gone to the, to the actual learning experiences that we have. Cause there's so many different things we do. Like we do the course, we do this and then we do, mm -hmm. you know, and so we're marketing the course right now. But one of the biggest ones is, um, we started getting a couple of home brewers. Like I was like, you know, they, they would go to um, a brewery. So a couple of guys, they were like, they were like, oh, we were drinking wine. You know, like the one was like, oh, we drank wine when we was coming here. And now they're home brewers and they're having me taste beer with them or what have you. Um, what is another thing? Uh, just to see people being able to understand. Because my one thing I always tell people is if you're not in a brewery, try and get that beer in a can or a bottle because the people who are at a restaurant, they're not trained to clean the, the lines and even mm. care about what, uh, you know, the FOB is, or they don't care about how to serve the beer. They don't get that. So mm. you might end up going to get a beer uh, at, that a, a restaurant has there and you got a bad experience, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's another thing is I get emails yeah. or texts and stuff and they'd be like, oh, you know what? I tried this and I could tell the difference. I could tell when this was skunking. That's that, a fact. That to mm -hmm. me I've is that accomplishment. Yeah, that, that to me is an experience. Um, I mean, accomplishment um, uh, for, for me is to get the feedback and to let me know that this is working. Like, you know, the, the desired lear learning outcomes that I have um, I'm getting the feedback that says it's working. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Let me ask a question. Where did you, um, did you, or have you homebrew? Do you brew? Do you no. have, really? Okay. okay. I don't bro. And you know, what's so funny. I'm going to be, I, I told the guys from funky town, um, you know, Richie and Greg and Zach, Yes. Them, yeah. So they, I was telling them I got to just hang out with them one day just to get the, you know, to do a homebrew. Um, people have asked me that I want to try it or what have you. And I think I might, I'm too impatient for that. Like I'd be, they was like, Oh, hold this. Cause uh, what's the name? Um, uh, uh, Jason from Alulu gave me this beautiful bottle of Belgium. He said, you have to, he said, should I hold this or, or should you hold it for 30 days? You know, I'm like, God, that was the longest 30 days. And it was <laughs> right, right. It was, it was just because I knew I couldn't touch it. I wouldn't have even paid no attention to it if he wouldn't have said that. Right. I probably, well, no, I probably would have opened it. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah. So, the, you know, the thing is, is that people are starting to enjoy that's why a lot of people don't understand exactly what i'm doing because i do yeah. on a on a level where it's not just necessary brewing because mm -hmm. there's so much more to it i want you to understand glassware i want you to understand how the, the you know tasting on your palate um 
want you to also appreciate beers that's not necessarily crafted. It might be, you know, Bel you could go, I want you to be able to go in and taste maybe the Belgian framboise and different things like mm -hmm. that. Like, so um, one of our accomplishments, I, um, one of the things we do is Beer Diversity University with, um, wait, you asked me my, okay, I got two um, accomplishments, other ones. So um, one, we do um, Beer Diversity University with Oak Park Brewery. And he had already been doing it, but um, I wanted to also collaborate with him to add like the glassware and the different things like that because he's gone to each region. So when we have those Beer Diversity University, we have Belgium, we have British Isles, we have um, German and American. So when you come, he, you're doing a full PowerPoint presentation. He's explaining about the beers in the region and you're tasting the beers from each of those regions um, during that. So that's the beer diversity. We got shut down after with COVID right after we did Belgium. So we're gonna probably start that back up. I'm, I'll, I'll be seeing him tomorrow. Uh, we'll start that back up. Um, another thing that uh, came out of it is I started because um, doing the diversity piece, I, I did a few diversity sensitivity trainings, um, especially in response to the George Floyd uh, with the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild. So I've done some work with them uh, before as far as uh, diversity, you know, showing them how, man, don't be putting up no fist pumps and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I've gotten some stuff out of that. Um, I did a virt we did virtual with um, uh, Half Acre. Mm -hmm. And those guys have a chemist up there, <laughs> uh, Bennett. And he did a whole chemist, like a chemistry experiment with everybody during it. That's, and everybody was like, uh, th those are the things that I like people to take away is those experiences so you want to go and try it again it's not like trying yeah. to push no beer on you it's you educating yourself to see craft beer is more than just a brewery this man is a chemist and he is yeah. working at a brewery yeah you know, yes. the, the marketing people for a half acre and a lot of those other breweries have to be impeccable they have to have an impeccable marketing department yeah. so yeah. you got market i don't know why people just focus in just on beer it's like no they have a whole educational goose island all of them have the whole educational departments mm. so it's like hey you gotta you gotta expose people to stuff they'll know it's there and you yeah. can take advantage of it what would you say is um uh you're promoting um african americans in this, this black you're promoting black people in in craft beer Mm -hmm. um, what would you say is one of the biggest um, uh, disparities may not be the right word, but or what's the what's what's one of the the the, the toughest hurdles as far as um, African Americans getting in that industry? Yes, sure, you can be. Uh, um, a beer back, you can, you can, you know, uh, we've seen, we've interviewed a couple of, um, brewers. Mm -hmm. Um, but what would you say is the, the hardest thing for, I mean, cause a lot of African Americans aren't in this industry. Right. Um, right. What, what's the hardest, what's the hardest thing to, to get through? as far as the African-American um, in this in this business? 
you know what I've known from from my point. And, and hold I on, think, real quick. I'm asking this because I see, I see Black and Brew as a as an organization that is helping to alleviate that disparity. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So trying. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So so I'm sorry to interrupt, but what what um yeah what what's the biggest like disparity as far as african-americans in the industry the the hardest challenge that, that i see like um with the black it's like there's no black distributors at all like in no in no uh the the, the thing that i've seen as far as, as, far as big. Where, I, where i come from right that's big and and like here in chicago there's there makes no sense for there to only be one black head brewer and a one part owner outside of Chicago is black. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, now they have a new brewery. I think Moore's Brewery. I haven't had their beer yet, but I heard it was good. I want to uh, get into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, so the thing, what, I'm, what I see when I do, because see, I do, I don't, you know, it's so funny. People don't realize this is a business, right? So I, I negotiate with a lot of these breweries. There's some breweries that I just have not done um, business with because a lot of their, it's, it's trying to get convince them or ha- trying to get educate them on what diversity is. They either want to ignore it or it's been working for them just to have a couple of black people take a picture with their beer or something like that. And I go far beyond that. So I challenge them to do a little bit more, right? And so what I found is that they don't, a lot of these breweries idea of what diversity is is they think it's giving black people tickets to their craft beer events and having black people show up and when i tell them no that's not where i'm coming from someone back off like well that's well that's it you know that's what but the but the ones who Mm. understand it's further than that so the people who just want to give us tickets because for some odd reason we all know this People think that a lot of people think that giving black people free stuff is enough. And like, here, here's a ticket to come in here for free. Here's a ticket coming for free. So, okay, you gonna give me some tickets? Okay, well, let's just also give people some beer and a tour and do a mouthfeel to finish uh, thing. Why don't you show some of your jobs and explain to them how they can get it or at least talk to me about how we can get the jobs. How can we get them ready for the jobs? So I go much more further uh than that so to 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 answer your question um the disparity and the and the problem is it's not enough of us in the game to speak for us um you know and then we have uh there we have people's perception of what diversity is who runs the whole industry Mm. so you have to convince somebody who really are comfortable being exactly how they are um that we are, you know, should have a space at the table, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're when you're doing that, when you're trying to convince somebody that you are worthy, basically, and so that's why I said no. What I want to do is educate people, because we could show you with education, you could show somebody better. You could tell them. Yeah. And that's that's the whole goal of uh, you know Black and Brew Chicago, and that's where I see the. The, the problem is and you know even though it looks like good like on instagram like oh yeah like we su- support each other and all that kind of stuff we have to do a little bit better at supporting each other too and it's not just buying up people's beer it is literally 
you are all of us helping each other get to another space. So what I mean is, Hey, you guys have a podcast. Um, you guys have been talking to so many different people, whatever you would be priming perfect people to sit in on a class or explain to people what you do in one of our classes. Like, Hey, here's OT and Kamal. And this is what they do for the culture. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, oh, shoot, you know, I, I didn't know that people are podcasters. Yeah, I didn't know that, you know, they, we try different, sit around and try different beers. This is stuff that we think is normal. Right. And it's, a, it's not, it is actually an eye opener to somebody that's 21, 22 years old that's like, hey, you mean we could do a podcast and actually make it into a business, whatever? It, yeah. is, it is putting you men, women, all of us out in front of people and educating people on, hey, this could be you, but what we have to do too, and that's what we're trying to do is fill those gaps. Sometimes it's easy to say, oh, you could just do this. Just go ahead. Let's just do it. So I, that's why we made the scholarship just to, you know, um, hire people to hire them. Like when you hire people, you, you want this, the goal is to hire them, to elevate them up. Right. So we uh, created the scholarship. Yeah, I was about to say, talk about the scholarship a little bit. Yeah, that, we, we did the, the scholarship is because we have to be real with ourselves. Sometimes people could get into a position and, you know, they, they, they'll say, like, say if they started at a, at, a, at a brewery and then the brewery be like, well, yeah, you know, the only way they could get up to this, you know, is if they have a certification and we don't sponsor it, you know, any way to stop somebody from elevating. That's like, oh, you don't sponsor it? Well, we pay for it. So now we, we have to take what we're trying to do is erase the excuses mm-hmm. of why you can't elevate. So if, if that's the case, then we will pay for the certificate for them to take the certification. Of course, they have to be qualified. We have to actually know that they're into it. But we take out, we try and um, educate enough to combat the, uh, the, you know, the, the backlash mm-hmm. is, you know, and then also I, my main goal is to prepare them for black breweries to open, you know, or, or open their own, but that's mm-hmm. a whole nother bird for, in order for them to get the experience. So the black craft, the black pride beer scholarship, we, we um, do, uh, uh, Cicerone would like we'll do um, for CBS, like the certified beer server exams. And, and I, I like to do the whole beer savvy because the exam comes with that um, to prepare them for that. So you'll always have that certification no matter where you go, no matter how old you get. Um, if you are working in a bigger brewery and they say, hey, you know, he can't work back here. Or she can't work back here unless she has a forklift uh, certification. Well, here, here we go. We, we'll pay for it. We, we'll award them a scholarship wow. for the forklift certification. So my thing is, is when you say no, we say yes. So what are we going to do with this? You know, so you saying no, we saying yes, we have this person, we're doing this. And then you know what? We'll take them over here. They, they could go over here with their, you know, with their uh, certification or what have right. you. So Black Pride Beer is named, the, the whole thing is to honor um, Edward J. McClellan. So Edward J. McClellan was literally the first black man to own a black distributing, beer distributing company from the south side of Chicago. Mm. And he was in 1969. I mean, way ahead of his time. So he really worked for the NAACP. And he was uh, tasked with uh, 
bring in an economic idea, you know, like how Coca-Cola came and, you know, gave people 25 cents, something like that. And everybody became billionaires. And so mm-hmm. he was trying to think of an idea of what can, can you do? Cause he was in economic, economic development and he wanted to get people in the hood to invest. People didn't have money to be dealing with no beer, mm-hmm. you know, and anything like, so of course it failed, but he still got about 25,000 something. It was something he, he, he teamed with a brewery out of, uh, uh, I can't remember, but you know, it wasn't just him, mm-hmm. but I, I can't remember it. But anyways, the whole thing is, is that he took that initiative in 1969, 51, 52 years earlier than, look, we're struggling with the diversity equity now. Mm-hmm. And he was out on his own then. So I said, you know what? Spiritually working through me, we're going to honor him. And we're going to what do exactly what he wanted to do is mm-hmm. to educate black people in beer. And now I'm like, hey, we'll just take your spirit. We'll take it a little further, educate them, and maybe one day have our own uh, whole bunch of whole bunch of scholar beer scholars ourselves. And you know, just just it's a lot of connection to that scholarship. Wow, wow. Um, you know, Black and Brew Chicago. This is the first, you know, besides yeah. your Instagram. How can people um, find out about um, the courses and things, uh, the events that you all do? On our, on our website. So it's www.babchicago.com. We have to update the events because, you know, we were slacking in COVID time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, the, the course, like, you'll, you could find out about the course. It's all about craft beer. It's also a course that you could take that um, it's it's education, employment, and enjoyment. Um, We are going to be uh, start, like I said, rolling this particular one, because this is a whole course. In 2022, we do basic craft beer. You could just download the form. Um, But this one is going to have three modules. We're going to go over diversity. But the last module is going to actually be us getting uh, community gardens in each of our respective areas. And so what's going to happen is uh, we're going to team up with, uh, I think Jason from Alulu, um, we're going to team up with uh, black gardeners mm-hmm. in Chicago and we're going to grow and whatever we grow, like we're not trying to, we know good and well, we can't grow no oats and no malt because we don't have enough. Of, but he said that whatever it is that we grow, like me, cucumbers, whatever we can harvest, you know, we might have a harvest. Um, that's where we could give out the scholarships. That's where we give out some uh, homebrew kits. But then uh, Jason and uh, whoever else will do it. I think a couple of breweries will do it. But Jason has already said he would. Um, would take some of the harvest from whatever these people grew, whatever we grow, and make it a beer. You know, so, you know, once you see that, then you're like, oh, wow. So we have a, a guy that's in Youngstown and, and two people in, in Cleveland that's going to do it, too. So Black and Brew is also getting into trying to encourage Black farming and, mm-hmm. uh, and science. So, you know, we, we'll see. We start making beer out of cucumbers and, you know, right, and, right, right, right. You know I, I didn't turn into a farmer overnight. <laughs> So, no, but, that's cool though. That's <laughs> that's that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, where can people? What's what's uh, is the is the Black and Brew um, Instagram? 
just the Chicago chapter or does each chapter have their own? Each, uh, each chapter had their own, except so, so Youngstown, and, I mean, well, Youngstown doesn't have one yet, but it's mm -hmm. Black and Brew, Delaware. They just launched theirs. A couple, so yeah, we need followers. It's uh, at Black and Blue Delaware and at Black and Brew Cleveland. Now, Black and Brew Cleveland have a lot of underscores. They have Black underscore and underscore Cleveland, but you'll find it just Black underscore. Yeah. But both of them um, are already up. Uh, actually, Delaware's official launch is going to be uh, the weekend of October 8th. So I'll be in, in Delaware for that. Um, and Cleveland, I mean, they're, they're rolling. They, you know, they're getting it done. And then I threw in that community garden piece, you know. <laughs> they're like, what? You know, but um, that starts in, in March, you know. I, I, I don't know anything about gardens either. I did one garden. But um, I, I, th I think it'll be good for, uh, it'll be something good for uh, like families to go out there and uh, hey, you know, we, we could use the harvest and bread. We could use it, you know, because we collaborate with local people too, you know, like if you yeah. have a person that you know that bakes or anything like that, you know, we do, we do all that too. So how has the um, pandemic uh how's COVID affected um the events have you all just slowed down or have you just tweaked it a little bit to um how how how, how have you how has it affected what you all do oh we we shut down i mean at, at like all through COVID. the only thing i did i started up a, a thing called tipsy taco tuesday and that was just to keep a connection and, to, yeah. for, and to, for people to use the platform to promote their businesses and um, play games. So I felt like, okay, we're slowed down because I couldn't, I, I was doing, um, I was going to do some speeches for the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild. Um, we were going to have some events and different things like that. All of that shut down. But, you know, what, there was some things, it, it helped us, helped us to get a, a little horn our, our business and get, like the paperwork together and, you know, get a little better and get straightened out and organized. Um, but as far as events, we did one with Half Acre. Um, and that was the, that was excellent. It was a um, virtual experience. That was the one I told you, the guy had the PowerPoints, everything with the chemistry and mm -hmm. all of that. So we, we only did one. And then I did two uh, diversity uh, sensitivity trainings and that was a direct response for from uh, George Floyd, and they did, a lot of these breweries didn't know how to respond, so we just turned what I was supposed to do for the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild into um, just some sensitivity trainings. So mm -hmm. we got we got shut down a little bit. I mean, like for for us here in Chicago, mm -hmm. um, the the next the first event we're ever going to do. And I don't, I think it's going to probably be maybe one, maybe another one, um, maybe in August, cause I'm going to be traveling with the other, um, chapters. Um, we're going to do August 18th. We're going to have the anniversary fundraiser at, uh, Alulu. So we're going to have like an outside table. We're going to have something upstairs. Um, and what I wanted to do, cause like I said, I'm always trying to push forward and pull up, um, I wanted to use that platform too for like all of us, like black business, if y'all wanted to set up or at like uh, breweries, like Funky Town, people who want to yeah. 
you trying to push together. I wanted all of us to at least be able to come, you know, uh, take some black and craft pictures together um, and uh, just just uh, chit chat and have a couple of beers together so we can we can all get together and get something rolling, you know, because we all have wonderful talents, um, respectful talents, because, you know, you guys mm. do the podcast and uh, bruising. So bruising banter, if you ever heard of them, bruising banter, they yes. um they're they're um the the diversity ambassadors for delaware so that's them okay mm-hmm. yep so we got a pretty cool crew and like like i said you guys funky town all the other people we just need to just you know get together so um when is so are you still doing courses right now no, uh-uh. okay. we, we haven't done anything. We're going to actually, the, the whole course that I, the core course, three module course curriculum won't even start until 2020. Um, okay. the, the basic craft beer was the one we were just doing. That was just the, you know, the four uh, main ingredients, the styles, mm-hmm. the, you know, just the basics, um, uh, glassware. And then I offered the books, like, you know, I, talk about the books and different things like that but the events within the the uh, brewery how i might have a couple more of those but those yeah. were with the tour and the so what we did it to keep it quality is like i would send you a link and then you can sit invite whoever you want but if somebody want a clown then that, that's on you you know i, I you know what i mean right. so it's like right. um it but it, it works out well because it starts growing and then it's a lot of people that that's there that want to learn and it just it just turned into this huge learning experience in this in this uh in uh environment of people who in, are, are learning or do enjoy the craft yeah i'm interested definitely when those get get going because I'm, I'm trying to take the class yeah I'm sure. like, I'm, i want I'm, you to be in the class yeah like i'm learning i'm during in doing the show mm-hmm. you know, i'm learning about craft beer so you know yeah yeah I, there's certain things you know my my biggest thing currently is you know just understanding the the science that goes into yeah. creating different beers yeah and i just think that's really cool i never thought about that i just grab a beer drink it you know what yeah. I'm saying? but there but it's all full-on science that goes into it so here you talk about like the courses yeah um wow the glassware you know ot yeah. sent me glasses to drink on the <laughs> show because i was like having like regular cups on <laughs> You're like, nah, man, you need... That's a fact. And I'm going to just send you some cups, man. I'm like, Ooh, hey. Come on. Yeah, come oh, on. All right, you kind of, all right, all yeah. right. So and all of that, um, you know... That's I'm, what 70% Drip does. He does the hey. glasses. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so I'm trying to learn all of that. So to hear you talk yeah. about that there's uh, courses yeah. available, you know, I definitely think that there are people out there that, that like certain beers over other beers and they are oh yeah fine-tuning their palate a little bit more yeah and there's things that they definitely want to learn and get into a little bit more and i definitely think like a course like that i know a course like that would interest me and this isn't a this is like i before doing the show yeah you know i'm just on here mainly for the music 
But yeah. in doing it and getting different beers, well, now I'm looking to see, well, now, you know, we're talking to different people, so I'm learning different things about different beers. And now I want to know. Exactly. I want to know different things. And I'm interested in it. And, you know, yeah. when people speak about different things, you know, in a regular, in a, in a, in a, in a different setting, oh, I can talk about that because I know about that. Right. But this over here, I may not know about. So hearing you talk about the courses is intriguing. And I yeah. really, I'm, I think that's dope for the culture. I think that's dope for yeah. um, people just getting interested in it. Um, and I definitely feel like there is a, um, uh, a snobbish attitude and among certain groups, well, yeah. oh, you don't know about you yes. drinking that? Yes. I, <laughs> I vehemently but, reject all. Like, look here. Yeah, yeah. We, get, we get it in our comment section all the time. You know, what listen, I'm I, I I try to clap back, but sometimes you know, I, I have to. I, I you know, but it's it's, right, it's like I mean, hey. what's funny because music runs the same, right? Like I music would be clapping like, back. Yeah, yeah, music. <laughs> In hip hop, there are snobs as well. So I kind of find it funny sometimes because you have, you know, people who feel that this is hip hop and this is not hip hop, you know, uh -huh. and this is that. And when I so when I see that in beer, it's I always laugh because it's like, damn, you know, it's kind of how you know all the over gate, the, place. the gatekeepers, you know, it's, it's just but yeah. yeah, it's like come on now, you know. And to me, this is like it's like you don't appreciate somebody else's differences, like you. Right. I like what I think when when I one of you first emailed me, I was like, I don't know music like that. Like I could go right. from Stephanie Mills to Phyllis Hyman to Philip Par Parliament Funk Delic to O'Brien to yeah. Doggone Let's Little go, yes, and yes. James in like two seconds. I mean, it's just my I'm all over the place. So yeah. that's how I'm like if this is rap, I don't know. I, you know, and no. I was thinking to myself, I don't I don't even know who I'm listening to half the time. I just sit it on something and just let it yeah. go. I, it, I'd be like, okay, I'm in the mood to listen to acoustic music, or I'm in in the mood to listen to this music, you know, and and I just let it roll, and I don't yeah. really know who it is. I just know, you know, that yeah. it's good. But no. but but then, but with you guys, it might be help because I was going to get a few people just to do a mock class through the the curriculum I just designed. So I'm going. Mm -hmm get you guys you you yes, really be please. a couple of you guys a couple couple yeah. of people um i want i want about maybe 10 of you all um yeah no family members you know so if you're like ah you know that's asking questions that we got to get through this course now but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah i'm going to uh, definitely put you guys down because i like to do a dry run yeah um well of course we ain't gonna go to the garden that day but we will do the tour um and then just so i could get the feedback like okay did i put this this uh uh video in at the right time um, did you understand why i had you go to this page so you like i mean like give you all the like the mm -hmm. material and everything yeah mm -hmm. so when you do these do you do them at um at different breweries to have the tour so so what was happening is I designed the, the whole curriculum now, just the whole curriculum. I used to show the books and different things like that. And, oh, mm -hmm. here's it. Nobody would really be paying attention to me, especially by the time we got start drinking. So that's why I embedded into an actual class. So we were doing this as an educational experience, like here, here's mm -hmm. this book and here's that book and look and read this. 
So everybody was game at the beginning until, I mean, but we do go over the glassware and the tasting and like we have actual tasting cards. And then nobody was really thinking about, oh, I am, oh, I'll go back and get that book. So mm-hmm. I just, during the pandemic, that's when I built it out like a whole course that you would get in a community, like a college course. Mm-hmm. And it's a 90 minutes in class, 90 minutes you supposed to be at the, at the garden and at the brewery showing that. So, but you, but within that, you get to learn about diversity, you get to learn about Cicerone, you get to learn about the uh, Edward J. McClellan, uh, you get to get three black books from uh, black, I mean, uh, beer books written by black authors, uh, which you can follow them too. That's the ATL Beer Boutique, uh, Beer Culture with the K, and of course, I Garrett uh, Oliver. Um, those books excellent because one goes over all the pairing the other one goes from the hood to the craft beer the other one goes to wherever you are in the world this is how Mm. you drink i mean these books are the books like with graduate school there's some books that i just kept like you have to have these are the three books if you ever need a book okay you that's your library that's all you need that's what I was going to ask. I was going to say, what is the, if, if somebody's getting into beer, what is the single most important, like fundamental book that, you know, one could have, but I mean, I don't, I don't want, I, you just gave us three. So I, I'll let you, re, I guess, repeat those, you know. Um, so it's the, uh, the chick's guide to beer. That's by Jim Price. She's the ATL beer boutique on Instagram. And this ain't the beer. This ain't the beer that you used to. That's exactly what the name is, and it's this is right down my alley because it's coming straight from my hood, right? Mm-hmm. This, this ain't the beer that you used to. He's uh, by uh, Dom Ducci Cook. Uh, that is uh, beer culture. Uh, yeah, shout out to them. Yeah. And then um, the Brewmaster's Table. Uh, that is by Garrett Oliver. He's I Garrett Oliver on. He's like the goat. He's been uh, a black brewer since 1979. You I'm know, familiar. Yep. Okay. Uh, those three books, you good. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna tap in because the only I don't have I only have one that come on. I only have one that Larnell gave me, which is the yeah right. I think everybody also taps in with this one. Is uh, the, uh, the author is in black, but uh, it's called Tasting Beer. Tasting uh, Beer. I have a tasting beer. I have a, yeah, I have a few of those beers, but yeah. a lot of them do have like the tasting beers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, I think why I chose these three is because like I have friends that like my, my friend's boyfriend, he was like, I ain't no chick, but I love this chick, you know, God, the beer because, <laughs> you know, he was like, it's so easy to read. And then she right. like has all these beer journals at the bottom. So it lets you sort of chronicle, like, you know, document your experiences so once you start, and, and people don't, don't know how ex- important that is, you know, you document your experience, then you'd be like, okay, damn, where was that place that I really like that Belgian beer? And then Dang. by the time you get to the end of it, you're looking like, oh, shit, I had a sour here and I had this here. You know, you don't have to be like, oh, 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 what? And then you could go back and, you know, talk to the people about the beer, what have you. And next thing you know, your palate is, is all up there. See, yeah. yeah. I, w- I want to be respectful of your time and whatnot. I, I just want to know, because I know you've been a- around long enough. I just want to know, because um, you've-, you've traveled more than us probably as far as from the, I know you was in a- uh, Atlanta recently, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Event. Okay. Um, what's probably the, the best um, place you've been to? I don't know how in however long, but what's the best place you've been to from the standpoint of um, food at a-, at a beer spot? Like who has some jamming ass food? You know what I'm saying? 
That's an I important have, thing, I feel like. It's very good. important. It's very good. Okay, so I'm going to have to say, uh, in Atlanta, I was at this brewery called Bold Monk. Um, and my, I, that we had, like, you know, when I went to Atlanta, I, I had the beer time, but I still, my family was there. So I had, that was family time, family dinner time. And uh, we went to this place called a Bold Monk. It was a brewery, a real Belgian style brewery. And uh, their food was impact. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. Um, who else has some really good food? Uh, wow, it's, it's so many of them. But that's, that, I know. That's why I want to ask you because I want you to be on the spot, not us. Yeah, so. yeah. But that, but that <laughs> one is, that, that's, the, that's the best like food that I had at a brewery. I would say at, since since COVID, um, but uh, you talk about here in Chicago or just Chicago, yes, wherever you've been, like what's because I mean, to me, and Lulu has very good food. Yes, um, yeah, they, they do actually. They they have very good food. Um, uh, who else has really good food? They do. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go on my Instagram. Go ahead. I'm 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 a, yeah. I'm gonna find this a Lulu food I had once. But yeah. But like a Lulu had that, that place called Gold uh, uh, Bowl Monk and dang that that you put me on the spot so now I'm like hey, dang I'm so sorry I'm thinking of like because <laughs> there's so many of them because when yeah. you eat food and you at a brewery we went to a brewery in Pitt, in uh, no Tampa I would have to ask my cousin um, and that food was excellent they gave you like like the whole fish like I like when they fry the whole fish yeah. And um, I can't remember what it was. It's like now, look, and then watch. I'm gonna go to my my Yelp. Like, oh dang, I should have told. There them you go. This. Exactly. I should have <laughs> right. told them this. But yeah, Lulu has excellent food to me. Um, uh, that place in Atlanta, um, Bold Monk had really good food to me. Oh, it was all kinds of places in Dallas. Uh, mm. Because uh, they have a uh, crawfish that, so they had the crawfish and what have you. I can't remember half of the places' name. I'm trying to remember this dish I had at Alulu. It was a it was an appetizer that was so fire. It was so yeah. good. But if I would throw anything in the hat, uh, if you listening to us out there watching us, you ever in Chicago, check out Old Irving as well from the food stand. Oh yes, Old Irving. Okay, because I know their beer is good. But yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I Old know. Irving got some. Yes. Kamal has some. You had some octopus in that joint. I had the octopus, octopus man. Really. And Yes, man. Nice. It's, it's one of it's, it's definitely one of the best. Because if you have octopus, I'm gonna try it. If you have octopus, yeah, I like, like, I like menu, octopus too. Yeah. Let me let me see what you what you working with over here. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was one of the best that I've had. It was one okay. of the best that I, I'm gonna say is. It's, it's running right now, like number one, number two in there. It's not number three. I have to make it, I have to make so it up to Old Irving. It's like going to the north side. Of, so I'm out in Oak Park. And like now it's like trying to go to the north or what have you. Because I was like, nah, I ain't yeah. got nowhere. It's way north. Like everywhere I go, I do. Yeah. You know, so it's like I'm not doing all that. But yeah, I'm going to go up to old irving i want to go to have you guys done to um uh mr son mr sonic miskatonic miskatonic i've had their beer i have not been to their brewery i know I, hot butcher brews out of their brewery i believe oh i, I see and i think hot butcher also um they have their own spot with them soon that's this is the old half i think exactly yeah the old half nice. but you guys have you but you know as a matter uh, of fact I'm, i my, i cracked the second one what is that is that a hot butcher 
This is a how butcher bug house square. Uh, but yeah. What, okay. Now, um, uh, Moody Tongue. Oh yeah, Moody Tongue has good food. Um, but uh, Moody Tongue is in, in, in the old Batterbrow um, building. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to check that out. Uh, but I definitely dove. I, I've never had food. I've only had a pretzel at um, Dovetail. I just love their beer. Um, uh, I've never had any food at Bigal. I've never had any food at any of those places. Because usually even when I go to Beer Mischievous, the bottle can, I go down to the, the Thai restaurant right on the corner. That's mm-hmm. really good. Um, so I have never even eaten over there, to be quite honest. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, it's just, it's really, it's funny that you said that because now I'm going to be like, dang, why didn't I just say, <laughs> I mean, I have 700 pictures of Yelp taking pictures of this beer. Right, right, know? right. I mean, it's food and stuff. I'm like, okay, he asked me a question about food and uh, me of all people who love food. Oh, it's all good. Yeah, but. I always like to get somebody on the spot just to see. But That, um, was, a, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, we, we, we got to join your taco Tuesday, uh, at some point. Oh, yeah. oh, for uh, sure. uh, Kamal is, uh, I don't, well, Kamal, you, you do, you, what kind of tacos do you, well, you know what? We, I, don't I just taco. had taco Thursday. I, prepared, I tonight. wanted to ask yeah, who bad. has the best tacos in this. I wanted to ask who had the, who has the best tacos in the city. Cause I know she does the taco Tuesdays every, um, so I've never had them, but everybody says about the taco, taco Londo. Uh, place or what have you taco. I like food truck. So um the the best tacos to me are uh there well go back to dovetail. They had the their their taco um truck. There was a you know trucks out there. It's this place that has the best fish tacos. That's what I was trying to get over Kamal because Kamal do the fish tacos. Okay, so all right. crazy. Back like, around. Okay, cool. Them top fish tacos are ridiculous. Like, and they're and he uh, he's outside. I mean, the, the couple of times I've been up there because I love Dovetail, but it's up there, yeah. and uh, that that place is crazy. If you ever go there, and he's he's he'll be there because I think yeah. that's his regular spot. Those are yeah. the best tacos, hands down. Okay. Okay. All right. Come on. Uh, throw, throw, throw one in the hat. Uh, uh, best, best, uh, um, pescatarian, pescatarian tacos. <laughs> I don't know. I, um, I do like what Mercadito does. I like what Mercadito does. Oh, Mercadito. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's probably like just off the top. Uh, I'm not wait, even wait. going to. I like them. Yes. Yeah, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to mention like Mercadito. the ones yeah. that are like hyped up. That I'm like, well, I'm not really. Eh, eh, I'm not. not going, I'm not even gonna throw shade right now. But uh, I'm gonna say, too. like for right now, Mercadito. Damn. They may not be number one, but they're rip. They have some no. really interesting. They have some really good tacos. Look, I used to work downtown. And they used to come to the pop up at the building that I was at. That's so. I'm so mad that you mentioned them because I forgot about Man. them. It was a forgotten yeah. memory. You see what I'm saying? Like you, you didn't even think about that until he That's said that. That's like, crazy. <laughs> and and you right. know, we've been in the house so long. You know, we don't know what's going on now. Yeah, but... <laughs> Damn. What is yeah. this one place called? Uh, ta- the Taco Barrera, or something like that. Everybody goes crazy over those, but um, oh yeah, those are. The I make I make my own tacos. The, the tacos, tacos you dunk. I've had a couple. Mm-hmm. I've had I had them before. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Now I yeah. gotta get. I gotta. I gotta try to. I haven't done that yet. I haven't done that yet. But yeah, yeah I would. I would say that you know, um, and it's about to sound real crazy, but the Peppies on Eighty Seventh and Cottage Grove. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> no, 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 no. I heard those are good. Yo, their yeah. fish tacos. Like other Peppies do does fish tacos, but they don't do it like. like well, you have to go to the hood a lot of times. Yeah, it's just like the Harold's chicken, you know, in the hood tastes better than the Harold's chicken out here. So, so yeah, know. like, yo, this is a fact, Mickey. I'm from Maywood, so I'm I'm familiar. So I'm, yeah. I'm I, I, I used to live <laughs> a little west of Oak Park. So I, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh no, I'm I'm good. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm good. I don't want to eat that, you know. But I'm telling you, I like. Um, I lived in Houston for 11 years, 20 years, something like that. And, and, and so that's why I got so used to real authentic, like, you know, how people put all of this stuff, lettuce stuff on there. They put just onions and cilantro. Look, yes. if you I go had the, to be, a, the best tacos I've ever had in life was in Houston in 2015, outside of a club <laughs> at three in the morning yeah. at a food truck. Yeah, and a food truck. the best tacos I ever had I'm a food in truck. my whole life. Yeah. Um, along with this spot in Houston called Torchies, which is a which is a chain. Torchies, yeah. And oh, yeah, Torchies yeah. is and, and, amazing. Torchies and um there was another one called Ruchies. There was Torchies and Ruchies. And I mean, it was just like they would just be handing you these tacos, one dollar and fifty cents. I'm like, wow. oh, this is good. I mean, and it's just like it was authentic. So but like for Taco Tuesdays, I usually make my own tacos, my yeah. own like taco salad. But what's cool about Taco Tuesday is that we actually host a game, um, but we also give people, like I said, I always like to use whatever platform I have to uplift people. So if y'all have any events or anything coming up or anything, we have like a whole like half an hour for people to just tell what's going on in their business and uh, how we can reach them and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So absolutely. Um, well, tell the people one more time where they can find you, and then uh, yeah. Definitely, you can always, always find Black and Brew Chicago. Um, it is at Black and Brew Chicago on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, and uh, now the other chapters we have a Black and Brew Cleveland and Black and Brew Delaware are also on Instagram um, and Facebook. And then we have Black and Brew Youngstown is only on Facebook. Okay. Beers and bars, come on. We'll see y'all next time. Beers and bars. Thank Cheers. you, Mickey. Black and Brew Thank Chicago. You. Thank you.